Hey, good morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise presented by the Sideline Junkies. It's me. I'm the boss, BJ. I got the big guy, KG, and the Midnight Rider for this NFL week number 12. Is it week 12, gentlemen? Yes, sir. Week 12 edition of the Sunday Rise. Good morning, gentlemen. How are y'all doing? I'm doing good. Don't all answer at the same time now. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm 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 over Thursday. Uh time to move on. So let's go. Speaking of Thursday, let's start in the past. Let's get right to it. Let's dive into it. The I don't even know where to start. Um the Washington Commanders get drugged up and down the field by your America's favorite team, the Dallas Cowboys. Gentlemen, I know y'all going to have a lot to say about this. Um, but I think – oh, the, the score is 45 to 10, uh, by the way. Um, but I think we all predicted this. Uh, I'm pretty sure Midnight Rider got the uh, the update on the Vegas odds that we all picked and stuff. But um, this, is, this is, wasn't a surprise to this panel here. Um, quick stats, Sam Howell, 28-44-300, no touchdowns and an interception. He took four sacks. And uh, Dak Prescott, 22-32, 331, four TDs, no interceptions, and no sacks. Um, I'm going to let my two FedEx faithful take this away and, and kind of get into the game a little bit with, you know, and then also – going to the other news that developed later after that, which is the firing of Jack Del Rio. Who else got fired? Uh, Brent Vissemeyer, the DB coach. Let's start it off. Let's start off here before we dive into week week 12. Let's start off with that. Gentlemen, let's go uh, Midnight Rider, finish with the big guy, KG. Uh, give me your thoughts, and then just moving on. What what What's going on? What, 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 are, what, are, what are we doing in Washington? All right, so if you don't mind, I'll come in on the game first. I'll let KG talk about the game second and then come back to me because I got something else I want to talk about for the future of the Washington Commanders. That's fine. All right, so this game, um, some things took out, stood out to me. One, first of all, being that I keep hearing all this EB talk, EB should be a coach, EB should be this. But they moved the football, but this team only got 10 points. At some point, the results have to be the topic of how we define who we're talking about. Not because we want him to be the coach, not because he's a black coach. We need his results to define what we're talking about when it comes to him. Second, this defense is god awful. Um, I felt like if I was back there at 285, full beer belly, and, and doing what I do. I could have cooked against this commander's defense. I mean, there were so many guys just running wide open. It was god-awful. Um, and I never really talk about my old prowess, especially in this state of being. But this team just gives up everything. It's like Friday night, it's payday, and we at the no-tail motel, and they just giving it up. Um, it's just god awful at, at what this team does defensively, and and 
I'm gonna stop there. I'm gonna let KG go take the rest. Well, if we're talking about the game, I told you it was gonna be a massacre. I told you Dallas was gonna score 41 alone. And I think that the over-under was 41 even. Yes. Dallas scored 45 by themselves. I said, take the over on this one. Because Dallas is gonna score 40 by themselves. Now, I could say a lot of things, and I, I said some things online about how you know Dallas hasn't beat a team with more than four wins all season. You know, all their wins come against tomato canes. You, you know, you're supposed to win these games. But Dallas should have whooped the ass even more than that. Dallas should have hung 55 on us. Can I ask you a question? Yes, sir. Because I hear Commanders Nation say that all the time. Do we take away from Mike Tyson's legacy because of the bums he fought? No. Mike wait, Tyson forced wait, some wait, tomato wait, cans. Tyson forced some tomato cans early on in his career. Bruce Sheldon didn't even get hit and got knocked out. So so let's 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 steer away from the narrative of because you can only beat who they put in front of you. I get that. <clears throat> but you've never gotten a win against a team you never faced. Here's the thing. When you're up and coming in boxing, you gotta fight tomato cans to make a name for yourself, especially if you start out as a club fighter. You fight any and everybody to get the experience. Okay. But when Tyson was on top and he was kid dynamite, the baddest man on the planet, he didn't shy away from nobody. He would have knocked your grandmother out if the money was right. Okay. I'm not I'm not taking anything away from Dallas. Dallas can't control anybody else's record. What I'm saying is don't get too hyped up about it. But I digress. With the way that Dallas is playing, Dallas should have hung 50 on his team. I think they took their foot off the gas and was like, you know what, forget it. You know, I thought we would have seen Trey Lance at least in the third quarter. Just as a as a child please to the Washington Commanders. This game was atrocious. Uh, then the things that came out about EB and uh, uh, later on about how they want Ron to take back some control from EB because, you know, the control he has and it's too much and this, that, and that. Wait, 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 wait. You're 4-8. You complaining about control. First it was complaining about what he yells at us. Why y'all been so soft? This is why we're losing, because y'all got no heart. And I said it. The majority of that team has no heart. A heart? This boy has no heart. That's that. I, I mean, direct your email, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Make sure you put in the subject line, Big Dad KG, uh, commanders have no heart, whatever you want to say. I said it. Can I slide in here, can I slide in here for a second? I, yeah. I said it, I said it before when there were quote unquote certain players uh, complaining about how the way Eric Bieniemy ran practice, and I'm gonna say it again now with the quote unquote rumors, and we haven't verified if they're true or not. That certain players want Ron Rivera to have more control, have his control back. If the the identities of these players are ever found out. They need to be cut. Ron Rivera hasn't busted a grape since he's been in D.C. Ron Rivera has accomplished nothing here. There are no NFC championships. 
There are no Super Bowl appearances. And the playoff appearance they did have, they fell into that. They just so happened to fall into a well that had sleep number beds at the bottom and broke their fall. So whoever these players are, I don't care who they are. They're losers. These are guys you want on your team. And I, you got a problem with a fucking email, come see me. Okay? And these to the players. Listen to me. These are to the players. You come see me because you're a loser. You're 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 nothing. You're a baby, and it's 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 going to take a lot. Like I said, it's not just a culture change. It's a, I mean, a coaching change, a culture change. This team is so used to losing, and a team in downtown DC is doing it too. They have a new problem. They got rid of one problem. They have a new problem named Jordan Jordan Poole. They it's the same thing. You 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 harvest a culture of losing. Can we can we push that to the um, end of this? Because yeah, 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 sure. Yeah, but that's a good whoever, that's a good segue. No, that's a good that's a good topic. I like that. I like what you said there because that's that's got that's got legs to grow. Bj, B. Uh oh, my bad. My bad. I hit the hit the hit the mute button. But you want a coach to have control back that hasn't done anything. And I just this this is over. This just this team quit on Jack DeVere. This defense quit on him two years ago. And it's just obvious out there. They they just they don't play with any type of enthusiasm, with any type of heart. Like this whole team can be scrapped. It would probably be better to start over um on a what do you call it, expansion draft. And just get rid of these bums that's on this team. I don't care. I, I just I don't care who played well. It's just time to, to to scrap it from the top to the bottom. You got the new owner. It's just time to take the bulldozer, maybe move the games to a high school, get rid of FedEx Field, and just do away with everything. I love it when BJ gets into that mode because it goes from like reality goes from one point to like the apocalypse um so the the next subject is uh jack del rio getting fired along with brett Gieselmeyer or whatever you pronounce his name kg what's your thoughts on that i know you sent a very interesting message in the in the um whatsapp chat thank you lord it was long overdue. We have been calling for Jack Del Rio's firing for two and a half years now. Because you can't, and I, I kind of figured that it was going to happen. Once you traded Montez, you traded Chase Young, you don't have four first round picks on your defensive line that don't do nothing. You can't use that anymore. You can't use the the, the simple fact that the DBs are getting smoked on most plays. There's miscommunication now. It got better. When Landon Collins was back there, it was pretty bad. But when he was out, and it got, it got better. The communication got better. I'm not saying that he was the problem. I just don't think he should have been the communicator. But the communication got better. We didn't get beat deep as much. But those DBs, 
you can start calling them Pearl Harbor Crew too. And if you don't know what that is, please go look it up. Because they they because it was bombs away. Eh. They don't Jack Del Rio needed to be gone because they weren't responding to him anymore. You know, you're, you're using a guy like David Mayo. But uh, what's the what's the cat that we got from um, we had on the practice squad? They activated Jabril Cox. Jabril Cox. You're not using him at all. You're not really using Khalid Hudson like that. But you're using David Mayo, who's everybody says it. Even with the naked eye, people that don't even evaluate talent was like, why is this cat on the field? That's a problem. Now, if this defense responds the rest of the way, and true Washington fashion, they're going to respond, and they're going to go. I think they're sitting at number seven right now for the as far as picks go. They'll find a way to get themselves in the in the 15, 16 range by winning for pride. They may go seven and ten this year. To give you hope for next year, but you kind of messed up your draft position. So, Del Rio being fired. Buffalo did it for years. Huh? Buffalo did it for years. They will always win games. They, they instead of shutting people down and trying to get that top five pick, they will always be that nine to fifteen pick, and will be right out of range of the person that they needed to change the franchise. Mm-hmm. So I had a question. Um, because this has been brought up and maybe we talked about it once before, but if somehow this team ends up with a top three pick, do you drive Drake May or do you drive Caleb Williams or do you go and go ahead and take the highest offensive tackle that's available to you? And this is mostly for KG. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the highest left tackle that I can get because I don't need Caleb Williams. I don't need Drake May. I have Sam Howell. I have my quarterback that I can cultivate. We know the kid The kid is leading the league in passing yards, I believe in touchdowns as well, and completion percentage. But is that a byproduct of him being a good quarterback, or is that a byproduct of him being on a bad team that lo- that is losing and has to throw a lot? Before we were losing a lot, he was still throwing a lot. But unfortunately, you're not getting in the end zone. No. So, because so, and the only reason I ask this, or I'm having this conversation, is because there's this part that you have to think about. Like, there's Alex Smith who was doing what he was doing in KC, but KC took the next step and went and got Pat Mahomes. Like, are we going to settle for maybe an Alex Smith level guy and deny ourselves the Pat Mahomes? Because that's what you're going to get into, or that's the conversation that you're going to get into. When we get to this, it's I'm interesting. Not, I, I mean, because you you don't know you, you don't, don't know. you don't know if you have the Pat Mahomes now. We we talk about we we talk about what Justin Fields doesn't have in Chicago. He doesn't have a line. He doesn't have any targets. You can't tell what he just like Garrett Wilson with the Jets. He, he has nobody to throw him the ball. I would like to see how he performs in front of a line and another, like you can't keep changing offensive coordinates. If you're going to commit to EB, you got to commit to EB and let him learn under there. But a lot of the things, 
you can't even on a bad team, even a team that has to throw a lot, you still have to make those throws that have a high completion percentage to have touchdowns and to have the yards. So you have to give Sam credit for that. That's not EB cooking, so so to speak. That's Sam. So I think this team is going to put them – if they draft a quarterback, you're going to go back to RG3 and Kirk Cousins' situation where you have two quarterbacks now and you're going to have to cut one for the other. And I, I just – this team has so many other needs. You you have a quarterback. I don't know what else like the fan base wants out of like does they do they want him to pop like a pill and just go ballistic for 30 seconds where he's invincible and maybe ripping people's spines out. I don't like what do they want him to do? We just no. said we just said how bad this defense was. No, this no no no, I don't disagree with you, but the no, reason no, 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 I'm just now, it's not, and it's not directed towards you. It's, it's what I read online, the Washington fan base. It's like, what do they want? What do they want this kid to do? You can only be as good as the rest of the team. There's three other phases on the team. We've established that the defense is so bad, they had to throw throw away basically two first-round picks on the, on the defensive line to kind of restart this thing. You have no secondary back there. You have a defensive coach for two years that has – like his like his head coach refused to make adjustments. Refused they 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 go out week in and week out. They look they come on the field gravely unprepared. Gravely like the worst. They have the worst stadium in the league. They have the worst preparation in the league. What do the Washington fans want? You have your quarterback. If you had Trent Williams there still, it'd be a whole different story. But guess what? Even with Trent Williams there, you still have a, a defense. That is just wide open. What'd you say early, Midnight Rider? You at your weight and your physical condition now, you could <laughs> you you could have got a you could have got a pick six. And that's saying a lot about how bad the Washington defense is. So so real quick, I just say that because I know that's gonna be the conversation depending on where this team ends up. That's gonna be a talking point. And and Sam Howell has done well, but I think when you're picking at four, three, wherever, sometimes you have to have the thought process of is Sam Howell top 10 or is he top 15? And if he's top 15, then you have to take a look at the unknown, I think. You have to at least give it a look and see if your talent evaluators see more out of the person that you draft than the person that you have. And that's the only reason I say that. But to get back to can I say something about real, sorry, real, real, real quick on what you say. I'm going to say something that's probably going to upset the Washington fan base. I don't think you have a playmaking receiver. I think if you get that high of a pick, you have to address the offensive line, but you have to actually find a receiver that can get open. So do you roll the dice and keep the line you got and go get Marvin Harrison Jr. to bring? You don't have receivers here that can get open. We've watched the tape all year. There are no there are plays where these receivers have absolutely separation is the receiver, not the route, not the, the play call. Separation is physical ability. Do you have it? Ocho Cinco can tell you. My feet can get me open. We watch over and over again. These receivers 
are are, are like they have um like rubber bands on the, the DBs and wherever they go, the DB goes. That I'm I'm just throwing something out there. That has to be a serious consideration. Do you have to go get a true top playmaking receiver? Because I don't think Washington has one. I think Washington has a bunch of guys that can be twos if there's a real real one on the team like uh, Justin Jefferson. But you got a bunch of twos and threes. Okay. So my last thought on this Washington thing is I think Commander's Nation has to understand the dichotomy that they're walking into. And since it's Sunday, it's only right to take it to the Bible because I think two days ago, we we ended up in Revelations. And the revelation was that this doesn't work the way it's set up. And first they fired Jack, they fired Kistemeyer, and eventually we're going to fire um, Ron, the Marty Party, and start all over. And what is that? that's going to give birth to is Genesis. And in Genesis, we're going to have to start with day one with the let there be light. And that new light is going to be the new GM. The new light in the new beginning is going to be the head coach. And then we go on forward with our Adam and Eve and our Adam being the first round pick of this new this new regime. So that's what I, I got for that. Uh-oh. Somebody get to Evan's comment because this is hilarious. He says, uh, you have to look at Washington football like you switching barbers because you've been getting bad cuts for years. It's not going to happen in the first year, the first cut. New barber got to fix your hairline, but the fade is not right. The fade gets right, but your peak, your peaks are messed up. You got to go through several cuts before it gets right. And he also follows that up with be patient, fans. And that's 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 a more direct way of where I was trying to gloss and wax poetically about um this situation is we're we're not we're getting to the point where we're gonna fix the things and right the wrongs. And I think one of the wrongs that we cannot subject ourselves to is being brought into EB having to be the offensive coordinator going forward. Like you have to let whoever this new coach is, this new person, they have to bring in whatever they're going to bring in. And you can't hold on or hold out hope for EB being somebody he holds over. If he does, that's great. But that can't be the standard. That can't be, like, the reason you hire this coach is because he's going to keep EB. Because hmm. otherwise, like- all, otherwise, all you're doing – is committing Snyder sins all over again. That's like a Jim Zone thing. You had exactly. the offensive coordinator before you had the coach. Exactly. Now I'm going to get off the pulpit because we ain't got no collection plate going around. Is there one? Is there one? That's all we want to know. Is there one? When y'all get a chance, I send something in this junkies. What's up, chat? <laughs> My goodness, the internet. Is absolutely treacherous, boy. <laughs> Go ball, burn down the stadium, start over. 
Oh, that? All right. I already saw that. Yes. <laughs> but there's levels. No, my. All right, we got it. We we got. Let's get to this college wrap up because we got five games to get to, and we 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 got to go. Uh, Ohio State versus Michigan. Uh, that was two versus three yesterday. Yes, indeed. Um, Midnight Rider, I'll start with you. How <laughs> everyone say, let it all grow back, and then get a brush fade. This this game right here was um. I actually got game respect for the kid McCord, the quarterback for Mich- I mean for Ohio State. Um, and the reason I did is because he's been in a tough spot all year long. He's a first year starter. He came back and stole a ball game in, at um, Notre Dame, and then he's in the biggest game of the year where his coach is zero and two. And his coach, really, to be honest with you, there's a part of the whole Ohio State fan base. That wants the guy that's 47 and 6 or 45 and 6 gone because he's 0 3 against Michigan. I'll say it again. There's a part of the fan base that wants the coach that's four that's won, what is it, 45 or 47 games and lost six. They want him fired because he can't beat Michigan. Um, that tells you how deep this rivalry runs. That tells you everything you need to know. Um, JJ McCarthy showed me some signs, but I, I got to see what's going to happen with him in the, with the with the um, combine and everything because I still don't see a first-round QB. But all the mocks that I do, he ends up in the first round. So I don't understand it, but it is what it is. But this was a typical Big Ten ball game, And the problem the Big Ten is going to have is it hasn't evolved enough to be competitive with teams from the SEC and teams from – the pack two, because that's all that's left after the season is the pack two. Um, so they're gonna struggle in big ball games, and I think Michigan's gonna struggle with whoever they face in the college um, playoff. That's all I got on this one. The the markup for Ohio State and Michigan for the last and Midnight Rider, you you you're deeper into the college football, but for the last I, I want to say about twenty years. They haven't caught up to speed. They're still playing black and blue ball. They're not they're and the and the problem is the teams in the SEC and the teams in to a certain degree the, the, the pack, they can play both. They can play black and blue, but then they also can score 50. They can just have an offensive explosion. These two teams can't do that. And they the over like overall. They've always been like well-balanced teams, but when you need them to turn up a gear and keep up with Alabama's offense or something like they can't do that. And I think that's that's the knock on these two teams and why they struggle at the end of the year when they get to the bowl games against teams like that have a more prolific offense that can move the ball. So um, can I yeah, go ahead, jump in, jump in. And I'm I'm only reason I'm gonna jump in is because. On the Michigan side of that, you are absolutely correct. And that was evident with TCU kicking their ass last year. With the Ohio State side of it, I think Ohio State has a good balance. But the problem sometimes with them comes down to either the quarterback or to their plan as a whole. I'm going to say the quarterback. 
So so this year was a quarterback. McCord, I still I think McCord is gonna be, I think he's a sophomore. I think if you give him the rest of his career, McCord is gonna be a good quarterback the rest of his career. I think his only problem is he was put in as a first year starter on a team that is built to win the national championship. So you don't get the credit you deserve or the credit you need in those situations. If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense. Makes perfect sense. Before we go on to week 12, I want to give these two guys time to shine because damn it. I know Stanford wished the band hit the field yesterday because they got ran all over the field by the Irish 56 to 23. I'll let these gentlemen sign for a couple seconds and then we'll move on to week 12. Go ahead, KG. It's a rivalry win. Uh, you know, you, <clears throat> we don't get those rivalry games that we used to get in South Bend. You know, we get the USC. We'll get a Michigan every once in a while. You got Michigan State for the megaphone. You got Purdue uh, for the shillelagh. Boston College for the uh, the Ireland trophy. Those are five games that we used to have all year, every year, and we don't get it. So when you win against Stanford, it's good, but it don't mean a thing if it don't end with that ring. A bowl game, I used to be satisfied with a bowl game. You know, win a bowl game, get some money, get a nice pretty trophy. I'm not satisfied with that no more. You know, I need more. That Ohio State game, I don't think Notre Dame should have lost the game this year. But that's how I whoa, feel every whoa, year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Shit, you don't think they should have lost a game? Yeah, but I feel like that every year. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I, I grew up with Lou Holtz. I'm used to going undefeated and getting shitted on and not getting the national championship 90, 93. I'm used to that. But anyway, Midnight Rider. Real quick, back to Ohio State. If you guys want some entertainment, um, Monday morning, check in on 92.3 in Cleveland. It's on the Odyssey app. You're gonna have a good time because they're gonna fire, they want the fire. If they don't, the host don't want to, the fans are gonna want blood for what happened yesterday. Um, on the Notre Dame side, eh, I mean, they beat Stanford. So, um, I thought Stanford would have given them a better game because of the way he played Colorado, but that also tells me the talent that we have at Colorado. And then let's finish it out real quick. Colorado lost, and I think I gotta give credit to BJ because BJ said after the fourth win that this team may not win another ball game. So, I gotta give him all the kudos because I argued in up and down and made statements about it. And um, yeah, it's, it's facts. They didn't win the ball game after. And, and I saw what he saw, but I didn't want to see it with my real eyes, but this, that Colorado team had problems. And I think prime made it worse by stripping the play caller of his play calling duty. Um, Sean Brown, the guy they got from Kent state. And then I think, the fact that we know that Warren Sapp is coming in next year to be a D-line coach over top of whoever the D-line coach is now, I just think that's bringing this transitional thought 
process in the place, and that's not good. Um, they have some pieces, but they don't have the important pieces, which are the guys that go from tackle to tackle on both sides of the ball or ball game. Um, but let's get to some of these comments because there's a ton in there. Yeah. Um, first off, I, I missed this one early. Uh, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. Thank you, Matt. It was pretty good, man. For somebody that don't really like the holidays, it was pretty goddamn good. Um, <laughs> Edwin say, you know, we uh, got to go back to the Nas 2000s waves. Um, Matt says, uh, McCoy did what I was afraid of. Uh, Edwin says, uh, Ohio State needs a new coach. Michigan is a Super Bowl for Ohio State and has been for quite some time. Um, <clears throat> Matt says one and three against Michigan. This is Ohio State one and three against Michigan, one and five against top five. So Michigan is not who you think they are. Um, Matt also says, sadly, with the big 68 or whatever it is now, this could be the last time the greatest rival in college football loses something. The big 68. <laughs> hey, that's what it is. Uh, Edwin says right now on the, the right now Washington got the Cornell West cut right now. Sorry I was late, but discussion has get it off my chest now on the college football. <laughs> Matt says uh <clears throat> Ohio State had playmakers on offense that D has not until this year. They had the D, not the QB. Uh Edwin, he came and he says, if Ohio State goes one in ten, that one win is Michigan. It was a successful season. That's how Washington fans used to think. I don't think that's, 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 that's how they can that's how they think now. And that's how yeah, Dallas fans think now. Yeah. I don't care that's, if we lose every game. As long as we beat Dallas, I'm fine. But that's both ways in that in that rivalry. It's either way. If Michigan goes one and ten and they beat Michigan, um, they beat Ohio State, it's the same way. And yes, I'm a Yankees fan, and yes, I'm used to winning. I'm 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 you I grew up winning. I grew up as oh, God. we won. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yankees, we won. What do you used to now? What do you used to now? Washington, we Finishing won. Finishing fourth? Bulls, we won. I'm I'm Finishing used to fourth? that. Finishing fourth now. Uh here we go. Hey, hey, BJ, you got that trash truck? And Edwin say he had to throw the Yankees in there. Moving right along, we don't need no trash truck. No, nah, I'm now that I now that I can get on the board, I'm gonna save it into the, the pictures though. All right. Go ahead and revoke his license. Um, not just in Cleveland radio, Columbus radio started after the game. That's what Matt said. And Edwin says Colorado got pieces, but not the pieces. I agree with that statement. Back to Matt's statement, real quick. Um, because one of my my um things I do is I like to listen to Cleveland radio because they're as miserable as Washington. Um They've been calling for Ryan Day's job since the season started. And, like, the only onus on him keeping his job is if he he beat Michigan. That's the only way they thought he could keep his job. So now that has happened, I'm curious as to what the conversation is going to be on Monday. And trust me, I'm tuning in. No matter what happens today for Cleveland Browns, I'm there for the Ohio State part of the conversation. But let's move on, fellas. All right. Uh, 
first game up, the boss BJ's uh, Bills visit the Eagles. I think this will be a test of sorts for the Bills. Yeah, get them bums out uh, of here first. They don't, they don't get to go second to last or last one. Damn. Matter of fact, matter of fact, they should have been before. They should have been before the the college football recap. God damn, gangster shit. BJ, take oh. it away with the league rankings. Well, we'll start with the visiting Buffalo Bills. Um, they're six with uh, twenty six points a game. They allow seventeen, which is fifth. Uh, six in total yards, 372. Seventh in passing yards, 254. Rushing the ball, uh, they are 11th. They come in at 117 per game. Total yards allowed, 10th, 314 a game. And turnover differential, they're sitting right on the goose egg, good for 15th. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, the home team, um, points per game, 27th, good for 5th. Points allowed, 21 go for 15. Total yards, 9th, 362 a game. Passing yards, 12, 234. Uh, ground game, 128 a game, go for 8th. Yards allowed, 324, go for 14th. And turnover differential, they are two spots behind the Bills at 17th at negative one per game. All right, gentlemen, let's get into it. What's the, uh, what's the over-under for this game? And, uh, this point. one is uh, Eagles three point favorites over under is forty eight and a half. Okay, so that's right. Oh, and and not to leave anybody out, we get the league rankings from Bleacher Report. I just want to throw that in there. Uh, I don't want to seem like I'm still in this up, but the league rankings come from Bleacher Report, so thank them for that. Um, this is um, I actually thought the Bills had a bye this week. I didn't read the schedule right, so they have a bye next week, and then they play Kansas City the week after. This is a test for Buffalo. You know, this is um, – I'm, I'm not going to try to go into my 30-year feud rant of my team, but this is a test because this team, no matter what anybody says about them, they have the potential to beat anybody in the league. I, I believe that um, – not just trying to look at it as a Bills fan, but from uh, an NFL fan. Like if Josh Allen's on, this team can beat anybody. But, you know, they've had their discrepancies. They've had their the problems at receiver, you know, not not having a number two receiver step up, which it looks like it may be Khalil Shakir. So we'll see if um, Josh trusts him enough to throw him the ball more. Um, I, I think one of the things we saw when this team is successful, they're not force feeding Stefan Diggs. It's OK to feed Diggs, but when he's open, I think when you force feed him, you're you're taking away from the, the tempo and the offense and you're not getting the other guys involved. Um, I like what I see from Dalton Kincaid. It's just going to have to be a group effort. The Eagles are playing very well right now. They are the three point favorites. You get three at home. So I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo comes out with this. I, I really wouldn't. Um, I picked against the bills last week. I'm going to pick against the bills this week too. I think that, um, I think this is a uh, 28-24 Philadelphia win, which, you know, it's going to set the Bills back a long way. They're going to have a, a long road ahead of them to try to even get into the playoffs. But this is a test for them today. Like the big guy, KG, this is a test. This is a test. If they can beat Philadelphia, we can start talking about Buffalo again because we not have penciled in, but 
a lot of the Super Bowl predictions on the NFC side have the Eagles in in the, in the show, and for good reasons. They're just a well-balanced team. They play very well. They got a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. And the Bills are trying to figure things out. And I think, um, you know, Sean McDermott knows he's on thin ice. So this is this is going to be an interesting game. I'll be there at 425 watching it. But I, I give me the Eagles 28-24. So that'll push the that'll push the over. And that'll have the Eagles covering the point spread. All right. Let me uh jump before I give mine. Let me jump into these comments real quick because this is uh this is good. Uh going back to what we were talking about with college football. Edwin says Cleveland is, is as miserable as Washington. A lot of laughing emojis with that. Uh, I believe that's true. Um, Matt says two words, Urban Meyer. Mm. Uh, Edwin comes in. He says, Bills lose. Josh Allen, three picks. Um, Josh Allen, three picks, two fixes. The gunslinger is back. And that's going to hurt the Bills. Um, Edwin says he think he's going to place that bet. Matt says, Dear fantasy guys, I need a good day from Hurts, AJ, and Swift. <laughs> I just need, I, look, I'm, I'm duking it out with the Midnight Rider right now, so I, I really need a good day from everybody. Uh, Edwin says, Eagles 34, Bills 14. Um, I'm going to go with the Eagles, and I'm going to take the over. Eagles will cover outright. And what's the what's the what is it forty eight half? Yeah, this ain't even gonna be close. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Eagles thirty one, Bills twenty one. All right, guys, do me a favor. Um, I missed the the inf- um put in because I was trying to get a pad to write some stuff down. So the line is the Eagles and what? The Eagles three point favorites over under is forty eight and a half. All right, 40 and a half Eagles. All right, so I'm in unison with everybody. I got the Eagles winning. I'm in unison with the over. And I'm in unison with the Eagles covering. Sometimes you got to hear it to make it make sense. I think I think my picks on Thursday, I think I ran with everything that the line gave us also. And I think I was two and one on those, but we ain't gonna talk about that. I think I won all the games. Yeah, and you and you still had a nine point lead, right? I mean, a nine game lead. Oh, <laughs> when, I, when I when I throw truth out there, you don't want to hear it. Anyway, what's, what's the next game, man? What's the next game, man? Moving a right along, the next game is the Broncos. I'm sorry, the Browns visit the Broncos. Broncos are one and a half point favorites over under is 37. And here are the stats. Boss BJ. Take it away. The visiting Cleveland Browns are 13th in points per game at 22. They're six in points allowed at 18th. Uh total yards a game, 325. That's good for 18th. Passing yards, bottom of the league, 26 at 183. Tops in rushing the ball, they're third. They come in at 142 a game. Yards allowed first, 243. They're only giving up 243 a game. Yards allowed per game. Uh, turnover differential, negative five, good for 21st. 
the hometown Denver Broncos, Delonte's Denver Broncos, uh, points per game, 21st. That's good for 15th. Uh, bottom of the league and points allowed. They love, they're giving up 26.8, good for 30th. Total yards, 301, that is good for 23rd. Uh, passing the ball, 191 a game, good for 24th. Rushing, 110, good for 14th. Yards allowed per game. This is when you say total uh, complete opposites, Cleveland's first and giving up 243. The Broncos are giving up 400 yards a game, good for the last spot in the league. Uh, turnover differential plus six at six. Um, man, I, I said last week with the Denver Broncos, I said they're going to have to prove to me that they can take a game and not have a game land in their lap, and they did that. They did that, so I'm going to give them their credit, and I'm going to roll with them this week. Um, it looks like they're trying to get it together a little bit. And these games are important because they beat Buffalo. And if it comes down to the end of the season where um, they're fighting for one of those wild card spots, guess what? You got a leg up on. You got a leg up on the Bills. So these games are important. You have to beat this Cleveland team coming in here with a backup quarterback. You have to. You have to um, try to just kind of like you're defensively Cleveland stuff. But you're hoping that with – the backup quarterback, you can kind of play that field position game. Hopefully Russ can get uh, some momentum going and get the offense going. But give me uh, – what's the over-under on this, KG? The over-under is 37 even. Mm. Ooh. Mm. I think this is going to be right over, like 38, 39, 40. Give me right over – the over, and then I'm going to take Denver in the points and Denver to win. So right over. I don't think it's going to be, you know, I think it'll be right over. So it wouldn't be surprised if it's 37. Can somebody give me the um the banner again with the lines? No, Uh-oh. the next one. I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. Are you good? So it's Broncos minus 1.5. Uh, somebody tell Edwin, um, ask him what's he doing Tuesday. And over under 30. Well, you just did. Edwin, what you doing Tuesday? <laughs> mm, shoot. Hey, gee, I know, I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Go ahead, KG. You take the next one. Oh, man. Edwin says, uh, He's um he got to get down with us in fantasy league next year. We'll have an opening because uh we we dropping a couple people out of fantasy that ain't participating. They just doormats. Um, so that's most definitely. And you know, I I, I right now I'm the reigning sheiky baby. I will humble you. Um, so yeah, there's that. Oh boy. Um, everyone also said this is an interesting game. Cleveland defense is going to give Wilson trouble. And if that Cleveland QB is – and the Cleveland QB is iffy to me. to me. Uh, Matt says, didn't see this run by Denver coming first team to 14 wins? Question mark. Yeah, I, I totally uh, – I didn't see this run either, but I think this is going to be a test for Cleveland. Hey, uh, uh, Cleveland, are you for real? Or, you know, well, if, if you're for real, and I think Cleveland is for real, is Denver realer? 
Um, but I think I'm gonna go with the Browns in this one. And give me the under. I don't think this is gonna be a high scoring game. I think this is gonna be like a a 17, 14, 17, 13 at the most. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't even argue with you on this. Um, I think Matt, if you catch Matt's um comment, um I think the first team of 14 or 15 is gonna win this ball game. And unfortunately, I think the Broncos win. I think we hit the under. And this 1.5, I actually think it's gonna be like a one-point ball game. So I think the the Browns cover in some immaculate 1.5 way. So you taking the Browns to cover? You mm-hmm. taking the under? And then I got the Broncos to win. Uh, Broncos win. All right. Ooh, Next. did y'all see the score that Edwin got, Edwin got for the Bron the Bills Eagles game? Yeah, thirty four fourteen. Ooh, it's ugly world out there. Next up, what Gary O want to say? Ski wee. I'm sorry, my bad. Please, please don't do that again. <laughs> Next up, we have I just the, myself. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs visiting the Las Vegas Raiders, a divisional game, old AFL rivalry. Um, Chiefs are nine and a half point favorites. Over under is 43 and a half. Boss BJ, take it away with the stats. The visiting Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they are 14th, and they come in at 22 points a game. They are third in points allowed, which is 16 a game. Eighth in total yards, 365. Um, Sixth in passing yards, 255 a game. 14th in rushing, 110. Fourth in yards allowed, 283. And turnover differential, they're 21st, negative five. The home team, the Las Vegas Raiders, um, 16 points a game, um, good for 26. Points allowed, 20, go for 12. Total yards, 277, that is 29th. Passing yards, 23rd at 198 a game. Rushing yards, they are 31st at 79 yards a game. Yards allowed, 342, good for 21st. And turnover differential is negative seven, good for 31st. Um, what's that line again, KG, for this game? Bringing it back for you. Chiefs, Chiefs nine and a half. Ah, let me tell you this. We we said this. A lot of this is before um, Antonio Pierce took over. And, you know, they, these stats are going to stick around for a while. I don't – I think – I'm, I'm going to take the Chiefs to win. I'm going to take the over, but I'm going to take Vegas to cover that nine and a half. Like I said, this is a different Las Vegas team. Um, I know Max Crosby is questionable, but I think he said he's going to play. And it's a divisional game. You know, these, te- these two teams know each other. There are no surprises. You know, they, they know each other very well. So um, I'm going to take Kansas City to beat. I'm going to take Vegas to cover. I'm taking over. The 43 and a half. 
Um, I just think Kansas, you know, it's just one of them things. Kansas City got too much firepower. I think it's going to be a good game. I think Kansas City pulls away eventually and um, do their thing and get that W. Uh, I'll say this, and this is this is a true rivalry. They're not just AFC rivals. This goes back long before the AFC was ever developed, and they hate each other. I mean, it's ahead, true. Tell us, about, tell us about the battle in 1974. Well, I'm, it's not even 1974. It was pre-70. You know, it was it was nothing to see Lynn Dawson versus Daryl LaMonica. You know? Tom Flores played for both teams. But nobody, you know, most people don't know that. But it, it's a hated rivalry going there. And KC used to come out on the losing end a lot. But they won't come out on the losing end today. I'm taking KC. I'm taking the over. And uh, KC for the win. KC over and KC covering? Yeah. Ooh-wee. Um, I mean, the boss man pretty much said my pick. I got the Chiefs um, winning the ball game. I got the Raiders covering with this um, newfound love they have with um, Antonio Pierce. And I think the game is still going to hit the over for sure. And that's pretty much it. I mean, I can't, I can't believe in Aiden O'Connell, but so much. Um, yeah. Matt says so happy Pierce has them playing Raider Bowl. I, I think Al Davis would be proud. Um, QB still good enough for the Raiders to get a W. But I think the Raiders still not good enough. For the Raiders to get a W, but I think the Raiders will be competitive. So let's let's pin a talk for late in the wrap it up session. QBs, and I'll I'll guide it after we get there. Okie doke. Next up, you are looking live. We're going stand on. We stand on the Baltimore Ravens take on the. Los Angeles Superchargers. Uh, Ravens are, <laughs> are three-point favorites. Uh, Over-under is 48-and-a-half. Boss BJ, come through with them stats, brother. The Baltimore Ravens, the visiting Baltimore Ravens, they are fourth, scoring 27 points a game. They're second in points allowed at 16. They are seventh in total yards, 366. Uh, they come in at 211 passing yards per game, good for 20th. Um, first and rushing yards, 155. KG, take that overlay down for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. No, you that good. They I'm are second and yards allowed at 273. And turnover differential plus two for 11th. The hometown Los Angeles Chargers are uh, scoring 25 points a game, good for eighth. Um, they're allowing 23 points a game. Uh, that sits them at 24th. Total yards a game, 354. That's good for 11th. They are getting 248 yards through the air. That's good for 9th. On the ground, 105. Good for 18th. Yards allowed, 393. Good for 2nd to last, 31st. And turnover differential, plus 7. Good for 4th. I don't even know where to go with this because these are the two teams that we say all the time that love to lose games. And I think what's going to happen is that they're going to flip a coin and something in the universe is going to suck 
the uh, SoFi Stadium in, and then we're going to lose these two teams for good. I think that's what's going to happen. So give me zero on the on the over zero. <laughs> no, nah, I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, ah, these two teams, man. I just I'm taking the Chargers at home. I'm taking the Chargers at home. Like I said, these 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 two teams love to give games away. They love to we call it chargering and raven ravening. That's so, no no. It's, that's so raven. Oh my goodness, this. It's it's a night game, so give me the Chargers. Give okay. me the give me the over, and I I'll, I'll take the Chargers and at three points I'll take them to cover that line. Um, like I said, I, Baltimore is cool, but I just like we say about the Cowboys all the time. You get to the end of the year, and then you start losing gas, and the car starts stuttering and sputtering. That's what Baltimore does all the time. But I'm gonna take the Chargers at home to uh, sneak this one out. Yeah. Quick comment. Uh, Matt says, uh, if P- if Pierce gets a W today, they make the playoffs. Uh, he also says, please don't Baltimore today. They are on my survivor pick, and it's down to two of us. Because <laughs> he got millions and millions. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore. I'm going to take them to go under. But they'll get the win. They'll find a way to make it close. But the Chargers will find a way to lose this game. So give me Baltimore right. on this one. So who's covering? Uh, is Baltimore covering or Chargers covering? Uh, Baltimore covers. All right. Sorry. Um, I'm with you, KG. I'm with the Ravens. Um, 48 and a half. I think we'll go over. Because I think Lamar has a big day today. So, um, and I safe bet in both prediction segment. Expect a Raven. Quote, nevermore. Um, mm. And in the last part of that, I'm going to take the Ravens to cover. I think they'll win by more than um, three. Okay. What's next? Next up, last and final one. Here we go, baby. You have the Jacksonville Jaguars versus the Houston Texans in Houston. That's a one o'clock game. Jacksonville is a one and a half point favorite. Houston, uh, I'm sorry, over under is 48 and a half. I'm sorry, boss BJ, take it away. I think um, CJ Stroud needs. 234 yards to break Justin Herbert's rookie season passing record. So he's going to get that today. This right here is going to this. Who would have thought that this would have been the game is going to be today with so much the midnight ride. He got his hand raised. The implications on this game today are huge. So this, if you want to just watch a, a playoff, a game of playoff atmosphere. This is this is for you right here. We'll start with the home, the away the visiting Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, they're scoring 23 points a game. That's good for 11th. They're also 11th in points allowed at 20. Um, 334 total yards a game. That puts them at 16th. 15th at uh, yards through the air, 225. Yards on the ground, 180 game, good for 17th. 
yards allowed 341 and that is 20th and turnover differential they're ninth at plus three the hometown houston texans come in at 23 points a game that's good for 10th points allowed 20th that is 13th total yards 377 fifth they are the second best passing team in the league at 277 they're 23rd running the ball at 99. They allow 337 yards a game. That's 18th. And their turnover differential sits at plus two. Um, I'm taking the over. I'm taking Houston. And I'm taking Houston to cover that one and a half. This is gonna, I think this is gonna be a really good game. And yeah, I think this is gonna be a really good game. I think Houston, those that wrench in the in the gears for Jacksonville. And Jacksonville had their chance. They had their chance over the last couple of years to establish themselves as the the dominant of the division. And now they've let this new boy Houston come on the block. And I and they not even to their full potential. If you if you watch Dragon Ball Z, you remember Cell and Cell kept telling you, I'm not even to my full potential. I'm not even to my full power yet. And that's the Houston Texans. They're not they're they still gotta absorb an Android to get to their full power, and they haven't they haven't even found the Android yet. They're, but they, what they're running on right now is good enough to beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I think eventually they're going to take this division. It's going to be their division. They're going to be hosting a playoff game. So give me Houston. Give me the over and Houston to cover those points. Mm. Mm. I'm going to – I'm going to ride with I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take the over. I'm going to take Houston. And I think Houston is – Jacksonville has been sputtering, stuttering, and they just can't get their foot in to get it together. They're going to get it together, and it's going to be this season. But this ain't going to be the game that they get it together. Give me Houston. Give me the over. Uh, Houston covers. Let's go. Well, i like to bring both of you to the benediction that is called the Houston Texans. If you if you out here looking for someone to believe in, it's the Houston Texans. And I told you this four weeks ago. And now the both of you are on the train, and I'm loving it. I am loving it because I'm yo. This if we lose, we all losing this as a team. Because I got the Texans, I got the over. And I got the Texans covering because this is my squad. I'm riding with them the rest of the season. And what BJ said, winning division, good loud. I wasn't even there on winning division. I figured the Jags would win the division and they'd be a wild card. But, hey, if if you believe, say you believe, BJ. That's all I got to say. Bulls on parade. Here we go. Bombs over Baghdad. <laughs> it's that time to wrap that shit up, B. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about quarterbacks. Yeah. So, um, God damn, this for your your brain. So the list this week is going to be a little bit different because of the quarterback situation. Um. So, just be ready. It's going to come out. It's still going to have the same thing, but expect some changes in the list. Um, 
some guys that were five or four were probably going to be two or three. And that's pretty much the list on that part. Um, the other part is quarterbacks coming into this draft. We got to start thinking about how we want to prioritize these guys. Because you got to think about Michael Penix Jr. with the big Penix injury. I mean, energy. Um, He's lefty. He was a starter at Indiana, but his first three years, he kept getting hurt. The last two years, he's been okay. He's been healthy, and he's performed at Washington. You got Bo Nix, who at Auburn looked like straight garbage. And today, he's got like over 60 touchdowns for Oregon. You know, is he a byproduct of his receiving core? Same thing with Penix. Are they byproducts of their receiving core or are they just good quarterbacks? Um, we go to a guy like um, Quinn Ewers, who I, I know or I think is going to come back for another season because um, he doesn't have a full body of work. You got a guy like um, Shador Sanders who's put some work out there but do we think or do we know if he's coming out? If he does, he'll add to the list of quarterbacks on this list. A kid like J.J. McCarthy, and I don't mean to be long-winded with this, but J.J. McCarthy isn't an ideal prospect, but because we've accepted quarterbacks at 6'2 and lo- a little bit shorter, and I think the kid hasn't reached his full potential at Michigan because of their offense, he's another guy we got to start looking at. So there's the thing that I'm talking about with quarterbacks. And the other thing I talk about quarterbacks is, who they have around them. And we got to start thinking about when we start judging these QBs, even at an NFL level, like who's this guy throwing the football to? That's a big thing. Some of it is the quarterback. So we think about like a Tom Brady where he's throwing to some bums and he makes them look good. But there's also some guys that need that top tier guy to make them better. Like, I think Lamar Jackson is benefiting from the fact that he has Zay Flowers and Odell Beckham. So that's really the quarterback convo um, I wanted to have twofold. Okay. And before uh, we wrap it up, hold on, hold on. Before we wrap it up, we got to do bold predictions and safe bets. Yes, we do. Let me get to this, com- this comment real quick. Uh, Matt says, I know today is an NFL day. Uh, NFL day, you guys see the slash to the back of the head by Truba that the NHL player safety only gave him a five thousand dollar fine for. I didn't see that. No, nah, I didn't. I'm not Ooh, a big yeah. hockey guy. Like yeah, I, I watch games, but I missed that. Definitely gonna have to go find that out. Okay, safe bets, bold choices. Bold predictions, I'm sorry. Uh, BJ, you want to go first? Um, bold predictions. Josh Allen, 300 total yards, four touchdowns total. That's running and passing. That's my bold prediction. Um, my safe prediction, I don't know if this is really a safe prediction or a bold prediction, I say CJ CJ Stroud three hundred and three touchdowns. Woo! Welcome to the bus. Bow prediction. 
Jalen Warren, 100 yards rushing, two TDs. Safe pick. Ah, come back to me on safe. I'll, I'll let you go, KG. Okay. Uh, Matt said, Google it. It's McSorley on Brashear. Bad. Now, that was pretty goddamn bad. That, that's terrible. I remember that. Uh, safe pick. Well, no, a bold prediction. Jalen Hurts, 400 yards. That's bold. Jalen Hurts, 400 yards. Uh, mm, four TDs. Safe pick. AJ Brown. Uh, buck 25. Any TDs? One. Okay. That's that's the safest I can get. Oh, another safe prediction. The Washington Washington Commanders will not disappoint me today. That's about as safe as I can get. That's bold. That's (laughs) a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction right there. Oh, man. Um, Safe. You know, I don't do safe well. You know what? I'm going to go Saquon Barkley, 100 yards combined. And a TD. That's my safe pick. All right. So, so just in case you're um, keeping score at home, we got um, BJ with Josh Allen for 300 yards, four TDs. And CJ Stroud as a safe bet with 303 TDs. I got Jalen Warren. With 100 yards and two TDs, Saquon Barkley is my safe with 100 yards and a TD. KG has Jalen Hurts with 400 yards, and then AJ Brown with 125 and a TD. Um, you want to finish out with the comments and we take it from there? Uh, we we caught up on the comments. We're good. We got we got a couple last second. We did. Matt, oh. the last second one. Oh, I thought it must have went been out. That I clicked off of it. Uh, Matt says, if your Hurts and Brown predictions come true, I will buy you a beverage of your choice. Here we go. Hey, I like hey, those hey. All right, guys. Um, first and foremost, if you see the banner running across the bottom, please buy your Fort Moose, Fort Mose, your Fort Moses, whatever you want to call it. Um, use the code maniacs, get your discount. Um, we appreciate you guys watching, listening. Uh, check us out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, make sure you click subscribe so you get us all the time. Um, we're on other formats. Um, we're also on clear productions. So sometimes during the week, if you missed us today, you can catch us during the week. Um, uh, what am I missing, guys? Uh I think that's about it. Oh, and if you can't watch us, you can also find us on every streaming platform, which is where we, we got our start at. So Spotify, iHeartRadio, um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or is it Google? Yeah, it's Google Podcasts now. So you can find us everywhere. If you just want to listen, you don't need the visuals, we there too. And like always, 
Yeah, like Sorry. always, we take we're the people's podcast. So you know, we have a uh, we have a group on Facebook. We have a, uh, a messaging mm-hmm. group. We we love having guests. We we're trying to line up a guest for Tuesday. Our Joe the fan segment. Um, Edwin like Garrett. Edwin Garrett. Garrett. Available hey. Tuesday. Hey. You the man. It sounds like you the you the next in line. So we just need a confirmation on that. But uh, like I always say, go set your lineups. Go make your picks. It's twelve thirty on the nose. You got plenty of time to move some things around. Um, double check your parlays. Put those in. Oh, oh, ho, ho, ho. Uh-oh, uh-oh. I'm sorry, because we you know we have a segment that KG introduced last week that we didn't really address. Well, what was that? Where was that? What's on the menu? Oh, yeah, yeah, we, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, we put it out there. We never, we, we haven't been consistent with it. So, KG, um, what's on the menu for today? I'm still. This is the last day, probably, of leftovers of chicken, uh, sweet potatoes, corn pudding, stuffing, fried cabbage, and greens, and a little bit of ham. Might, might even go out and give me a give me some bread and make me a good old ham sandwich for dinner tonight. That might be that might be dinner. So my what's on the menu? Uh, I have already cooked chicken and rice, but we're also going to do some spaghetti today. Um, with of course the nice little onions and green peppers mixture. Um, I think I'm doing wheat noodles. So that's going to be a little twist for everybody. And I think that's it today for me. B, what you got? Uh, it's going to be leftovers, turkey wings, mac and cheese, some string beans, some uh, yams. That's it's, And this will be the last day of leftovers. Whatever's not eaten today is going in the trash. All right, fellas. Go to work. And Matt said leftovers as well. Blue, uh, Rose. Blue Roses 026 says hello. Hi, Kasha. Hello. <laughs> hello. Hello. <laughs> but that's all we got for today. Uh, it's time to get settled in, watch some good football. Uh, enjoy your day. Enjoy your Sunday. Back to the grind tomorrow. So until Tuesday. For the boss BJ, the Midnight Ride, I'm the big guy KG. We don't do no overtime, y'all. We are out of here. Peace. Peace.